Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Gamers Without Borders podcast, a podcast about video games, technology and anything else we can think of. Now I am Nick. Now there's only two people this week. Sadly, Dapper isn't here. She's not in the best of moods. There is an outside chance she could crop up partway through this podcast, so something that's something to keep your hopes up for. But this week we have an absolutely amazing special guest, someone... I am an absolutely massive fan of, and I'm going to start listing off a long list of her accomplishments. She, what she remains to be, a fantastic games journalist. She has worked for sites and magazines such as Official Nintendo Magazine, Official Xbox Magazine, Xbox UK, with leading their video content, GameSpot. She now writes in a freelance capacity for the for websites such as The Guardian and Vice. She also was the recipient of the Games Media Awards Rising Star Award in 2015. And she is one half of the formidable presenting duo of the Toku podcast. It is an honour and a privilege for me to say I am joined this week by Kate Gray. Hey, wow, that's a lot to live up to. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping to do that in one breath. But... <laughs> that's cool. That was exciting. Yeah. I've never, Thank I've never you. heard it listed off like that. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. <laughs> Sweet. <sighs> yeah, how are you, Kate? I'm pretty good. I mean, I'm sitting next to my window in my bedroom, and it's raining, and. I was going to go for a walk later, so... Oh, God, I've just realised it's also raining where I am, jeez. Yay! But it'll be fine. I don't own an umbrella, so this is going to be fun. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, umbrellas suck anyway. Yeah, they always break. That's why I don't have mm. one, because they're all broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've, sort of, I've tried to let our listeners know a bit about you, because I'm sure, I would imagine a lot of our listeners have never heard of you and think I've probably just taken you in off the street and... <laughs> But I haven't. Kate is far more, far has far many more achievements than me. But I'll start off with what I've been up to this week. I've been up to quite a bit. But I'll start with I have been playing Assassin's Creed Unity, or as I like to call it, Assassin's Creed. You really should play this. It's quite. It's a lot better than most people think. Itty. It's. It's yeah. It's. I. I obviously I've played it since it was patched, and it's a lot more stable than I think it was at launch. And it's not perfect, but it was a it was a lovely experience. Yeah, um, I think I played it for preview, which was like yeah. it wasn't broken. Yeah, or it yeah. Kind of as broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think I could say I could talk about it for ages, but I could I will say I think it's one of the best settings of an Assassin's Creed title, but with one of the poorest stories, and also an like, awful title. Like Unity yeah. is a game engine that's just going to confuse everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I, re- I don't know about you, but I didn't like Arno at all. No, no, he's a bit... Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. Yeah. Because he started off like such a smug asshole at the beginning, and I was like, no. Yeah, I, I liked his uh, sister-slash-lover, uh, Elise. Yeah, I don't... What is their relationship? I, do, I it's mean, they're weird. not, I... like, blood-related, but it's still kind oh, okay. of weird to be, you know, making yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny you bring that. That was one of the highlight moments for me because I had a bit of a glitch of there's a scene where they're in a balloon together and they, and they kiss. Yeah. But there was a slight graphical thing where Arno's lips clipped through the collar of his outfit. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But that was yeah that was the other stupid thing is despite the fact he's supposed to be a stealthy assassin, I had him in a bright red outfit with feathers on his head, <laughs> and no one could see him in a crowd of a hundred people. I went for yellow with similar. Effects. I went yeah I did go for yellow for a while. Yeah, it's, I was uh, like, look at me, I'm definitely blending in, and everyone was like, yeah, yeah, you're just like a regular person, sure. 
<laughs> yeah. And yeah, you couldn't definitely couldn't spot you. But yeah, um, just one other thing I like and I dislike. I like what they've done to the combat, given that you're no longer basically invincible in hand-to-hand combat. Like, and guns are your biggest enemy, really. Like, if you get in a group of three or four people, you're basically dead, mm-hmm. which a lot of previous games didn't do. And it, it to me, never made much sense that you were a fantastic stealthy assassin, and yet you could also fight like thirty people. <laughs> yeah. I talked to them about that at the time, and they were, like, really proud of this kind of, like, combat's more realistic, and I was like, you mean it's harder? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, well, I don't know, I think all the swords, like, all the sword play has a lot of weight, and it sounds like it should, which is quite nice. I really like the berserk darts, is that what they're called? Oh, they're the best! That make people go mad, and the, you'll fire them at this huge, massive, muscular guy, and he'll start talking about, like... He'll start talking like the Hulk. He's like, must kill everyone. Yeah. And you're like, what have I done? Oh my god. And then he kills himself. It's intense. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Mm. I also think those berserk dots also break the game a bit. Because yeah. I've, I'm so annoyed I didn't film this and put it on YouTube. But there was a scene where I, I berserk darted two people in a group of about six. They were all killing each other. I was standing in a doorway in the same room as them in full view. Yeah. And because of how the AI worked, they didn't detect me and they didn't attack me. Okay. So I was like standing in a doorway just looking at them and they didn't do anything. That's interesting. But, yeah. I suppose the the explanation could be, oh, they were so overwhelmed they didn't notice you. Yeah. But I gi- guess. given that in any other situation, if like your foot is one centimetre in someone's <laughs> eye line, they're gonna spot you. Yeah. Like, it's a bit it's a bit of a disconnect. Um, but yeah, moving on, I've also been playing a, mo- a mobile game, uh, the mobile version of Peggle, Peggle Blast. Uh, credit to one of the guys, I'm sorry, I can't remember which one, on Almost Better Than Silence, for pointing me in, in that direction. It's nice, it's your standard sort of pay-to-win fr- free mobile game, so you can pay it for, play it for free, it's just got the whole five lives, and your lives regenerate, and it's just like Peggle on PC. The only thing that annoys me slightly is some of the levels have a high score element, so you have to clear all the orange pegs and get a certain score. Uh. So quite often, I'm like, well, peg always always about clearing the pegs, so you can't tell me I fail a level for not getting a high score. Yeah. But, meh, that's me. <laughs> um, not many more things, guys, I promise. I know it's always a bit difficult when there's just two of us. Um, have you heard, Kate, about the show on Dave hosted by Dara Breen called Go 8-Bit? Yes, I watched roughly half of the first episode. Okay, well, what did you think of the half that you saw? Was it the first half or the second half? The first half. Okay, because the second half ends in a really weird way. But anyway, what did you think <laughs> What did you think of it? Um, Honestly, it is not made for me at all. It is made for yeah. your sort of 30-something guys who yeah. uh, reminisce about playing the NES and just want yeah. to see people talk about that. And it's yeah. very much geared towards that. They got a footballer on and they were doing all these kind of like silly prank kind of things. And like, that's not the kind yeah. of games criticism I look for. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on it. Yeah, too. my thought was like, I appreciate that video games aren't really like that mainstream they don't really get that much attention in the mainstream Mm. media and i think this is an attempt to hopefully broaden that so i think there are going to be missteps yeah but like like you like it could have been a lot worse but it could have been a lot better yeah i mean i i think it's going to be successful with that demographic they're aiming for because they've got it definitely basically spot on it's on dave it's 
like yeah. you said, got footballers. It kind of it tickles the nostalgia gland in in a, a way I assume people are going to enjoy. But it's just like it did nothing for me. I didn't really yeah, it's, care. Yeah, <laughs> not that it's bad. I just like it's not for me. Yeah, um, this isn't on the list, and I know you touched on this on your own podcast, but I've been desperate to ask you this. Have you been watching Bake Off? Yeah, I actually know someone on the Bake Off this year, so I've been watching... I know, I've been, I've, been spending, I've been spending ages trying to Sherlock Holmes my way oh, and work yeah. out who it is. I haven't mentioned who it is. Well, I'm not going to mention who it is. Don't, you don't do have to do it here, but <laughs> I think it's the guy that went out in the most recent episode. I'm not going to say. I know, but I'm just, I'm just, that, that is my... <laughs> I'm putting in my bet. Okay, well, I mean, I don't know what people are betting with. If it's money, then, you know, you can send me a cheque. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I don't know how betting works. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting because I kind of don't tell people I know someone on it yeah. until they've told me what they think of them, and then I'm like, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. Oh, I've just given away that it's a guy. Damn it. No, no, guy is quite a non-gendered term. Oh, no, well, I just... No! Okay, never mind. <laughs> it, I know that person. Oh, uh, I can't take it right, I'll, I'll put like a ter- I'll terribly edit it out <laughs> it's fine oh yeah um, and then they're like oh no I'm so sorry and it's like no it's fine <laughs> yeah but Bake Off is just Bake Off is great yeah people get so like wound up about the personalities and it. it's really interesting like people be yeah, like it's... that person's such a dick and I'm like yeah but you don't actually know them and yeah this is just the best. The best. yeah the best, this might not be the same for you because I know you do actually do a lot of baking. Yeah. But the best, the best thing I think is that I and quite a lot of people will think, "Oh, that looks like a fantastic cake. Look at the crumb structure." <laughs> and then two minutes later, it's a this is a terrible cake. Yeah. And you just realise you know nothing about cakes. <laughs> I, uh, I'm quite proud that I often have the same remarks as usually Paul. Oh. Like. Yeah. I'll. Most people try and guess who goes out that episode. I try and guess what the what the criticisms will be. I'll be like, oh, yeah. no, I think that's too dense and that kind of thing. And I'll get really mad if, like, they have a challenge, like, make a biscuit or make a fruitcake. And they'll make something that isn't a biscuit or a fruitcake. And yeah. I'll be like, what are you doing, man? Uh, so I'm quite critical. I'm not very nice mm. when I'm watching Bake Off. <laughs> who, who are you backing? Um, everyone really likes Selassie. Uh, I yeah. like his attitude. Uh, I sometimes I... like his bakes. I'm not yeah. sold on anyone yet. I don't think anyone's being, like, really, really creative. Yeah. That might just be because I've seen every single episode of Bake Off, and I know what, yes. like, the most creative people do. And I'm like, why are they not making a cake out of, like, glass or something? Yeah, we're not going to get another bread lion. No, I didn't like the bread lion. Everyone's still oh, talking right. about it. No. I'm like, uh, it's all right. That is my that is my Bake Off line in the sand. If you yeah. don't like the bread lion. It's okay. It's fine. It's fussy. I just want to eat bread. Yeah. I don't want to eat a face. And it... <laughs> I yeah, just, I know what you mean. I don't think it was a very good lion. <laughs> Ooh. I know, that's horrible. I mean, it was very accomplished yeah. and it was very impressive. I just was like, oh, God, show off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on. And before we get any angry emails going, this is a video games podcast. Yeah. Why the hell are you talking about Bake Off? <laughs> well, one, it's my podcast. I can do what I like. <laughs> Two, I know this is what my guest likes and I've wanted to talk to Aww. this particular guest for ages. So... <laughs> Anyone that moans is just going to get a very blunt reply from me. Okay. Anyway, um, I would also like to highlight to everyone an article written by a former colleague of yours, Chris Scullion. Oh, yes. Where he went through... It's a really interesting thing for anyone a bit like me who kind of 
has an interest in journalism and particularly games writing, what he does is he goes through to uh, the reviews he did for the Mario Galaxy games in official Nintendo magazines and has covered them in annotations explaining like he'll give tips about he'll give writing tips about like why he phrased the sentence why he did he'll also he'll give you a bit of background about like the situation in how he came to write the review and then also little jokes like it's really interesting but if you've read any of his work before you'll know it's got that same sort of comedic tone to it. So I would definitely recommend it for anyone that's both a fan of his work or has even a vague interest in um, games journalism, really. So, yeah. And then, last but not least, I've had an I've had an itch for ages to back something on Kickstarter because everyone always raves about Kickstarter and says, oh, I found this amazing thing and I couldn't, nothing ever quite appealed to me. But that changed, like, six hours ago when I backed my first thing. It's, um, it's, to be fair, it's already been funded, so I'm just kind of tacking on the end. But it's a silly little toy called a fidget cube. Oh, I've seen this. I know, it's so cool. <laughs> um, to explain, it's basically like something a little bit bigger than a dice that's covered in, like, buttons and switches and joysticks. So anyone that has a real problem, like, having to, like, fidget with a pen or something... It's that's exactly what it's been designed for. The sort of people that need something in their hands just to occupy their hands. And it's a silly little novelty, so I decided to back it. The only slight downside is um if you want one, I think it costs like nineteen dollars, which is about fifteen, sixteen pounds, which is fine. But then because it's based in the US, if you, delivery is another nineteen dollars. Oh my god, okay. Which is a bit of a shame. Um anyone who's based in the US, I think the delivery of inside the US was about three dollars. So basically, the actual cost is $38, which is about £27, which is a bit steep for a little toy, but it's not going to apparently ship until December, so I'm considering it a Christmas present to myself. (laughs) Um, I think if anyone's interested, it's I think it ends like next month at some point, so if you want to just tack on the end and get one, you could do that. But anyway, I've spoken for the last like 10 minutes, so Kate, what have you been up to? Right, well, uh, I just came back from a month in Sweden uh, about yeah. a week and a half ago, and it was incredible, and it's kind of sad to be back in London where it's raining and it's not Sweden. Yeah, um, that's fair. Yeah, so I, I was out in the woods with a bunch of game developers making videos about them making games, which is very confusing. Um, <laughs> uh, so they were all being incredibly talented and creative and just generally lovely people and I was like I can write words <laughs> it made me feel very inadequate um, oh no I don't. <laughs> but at the same time it also kind of inspired me to maybe uh, you know like learn a bit of what they do how they do it um, yeah I just have to get around to figuring out how to make games that's the hard yeah. bit uh, I kind yeah. of really want to ask like go on Twitter and be like does anyone want to make a game with me you do all the programming I'll do everything else <laughs> I don't know I can't do much, but I would try. Yeah. Um, but I'm nervous that no one would say yes. <laughs> I'm, I think, I'm, I'm sure you would find someone. And also, have you ever thought of, like, buying, like, a Raspberry Pi and starting no. from, like, low level and just seeing if you can get, like, a computer program to function? I, and then... I bought Game Maker uh, okay. an hour ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's on the, the current Humble Bundle and yeah. basically all my game dev friends are like make a game make a game uh i have made one twine game which doesn't really count um yeah. and then i got too nervous to share it with anyone because it's, it's oh, quite personal sure it's like fine. most twine games yeah. are 
uh, and I was just like, maybe maybe this one will just be for me, and then yeah, one day when I'm a super famous games developer, developer, I could be like, haha, look at what I did when I was so young and stupid. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean that's that's the first step, game maker, learn yeah. how to use that. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I think I think you should make a text adventure that is just full of all your best puns. Oh God, that's that's an undertaking. Um, <laughs> I can't come yeah, up with a we... story. <laughs> It's fu- don't just literally don't give me a story. Just give me like a pun generator. <laughs> that exists. Or yeah, but not yours. Me. No, not mine. That's true. Um, so that that's one thing I've been doing is being sad about yeah. not being a Sweden. Um, yeah, I know it's terrible. Uh, but I'm writing a lot about it. That's that's kind of how I yeah. deal with things like that. Is I write a lot about it, uh, and so I'm doing a few pieces about it. Which ooh segues into the next thing. Um, I've been playing Witcher 3 Blood and Wine which is the second and I think last DLC for the Witcher 3 yes Uh, because yeah they just announced the game of the year edition so I don't think there's any more coming Uh, so the Witcher 3 is has slipped right into my top 5 games of all time list Uh, I have loved very few games like I love that game and Blood and Wine is so good I'm actually glad you bring that up because yeah. just to plug another podcast, I think that was on your list when you went to Final Games. But uh, yes, it was. It, well, it was. <laughs> Sorry, that sounds. To anyone that thinks like I randomly just follow Kate around the internet, that's not true. It's I fine just... if you do. I go on adventures. Join me. <laughs> oh god. But anyway, oh god, that's oh god, I'm going to get so much shit for that. <laughs> um, but anyway, no, I just want to mention is that I've played it and I finished it and like mm-hmm. it's a great game, but I see loads of people being like. It's one of the best games of all time. And I'm like, is it? Like, it was great, but I don't venerate it to the extent that everyone else seems to. I think it just connected with me on yeah. so many levels. Like, I, I don't even know. Like, the the romances are really, really well written, uh, I think, anyway. Um, and the, the piece I'm writing at the moment about blood and wine is sort of about uh, traveling and, and freedom and mm. not being tied down by things that sounds awful like i'm like screw no friends, i know i know what you family, mean screw rent let's go to sweden um but in <laughs> blood and wine you're sort of in this foreign country and you don't really yeah like there's a main quest but you kind of don't really have a time limit and you can just wander around and discover things and that's what it feels like to go traveling just to yeah sort of check out weird things that you wouldn't normally see yeah. So it's remember if you if you go traveling around Europe, open any wooden chests you'll find. Yes. There'll probably be a sword in there. Break into people's houses and everything. Um, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> there's a weird thing in Blood and Wine, right? Uh, in the in the main Witcher three game, everyone's house is always unlocked. You can go anywhere yeah. you want. You can steal anything you want, but there's never anything that valuable in people's houses. Like you'll go in and you'll check yeah. the chest, and it'll be like a wooden bowl and a spoon, and you're like, well, I don't really want that. In Blood and Wine, yeah. maybe like half the houses are locked, and well, that's weird. the ones that are unlocked, you feel worse going into them, because you know that like you're, you're properly breaking in, and they have more valuable stuff, and it just feels yeah. weird. Like, I'm normally fine with breaking into houses, but for some yeah. reason, like having some of them locked makes me go, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's... Uh... It's I know I know what you mean. It, like I think it's you do kind of get a bit desensitized. Yeah, you just wander into someone's house, ransack their possessions, and wander out again. Yeah, it's but, very hard. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, I'm not saying The Witcher is a bad game by a long shot, but 
it's I don't know it didn't it's not a 10 out of 10 for me okay it is for me well, that's, I mean, that's that's fine that's fine yeah but um so what else have you been playing uh I completed Reigns not too long ago um I was playing it just for fun and then I was asked to review it and I was like well okay uh so that was nice uh yeah I really liked it um but I don't think I'll play it again yeah yeah it's it's quite repetitive especially towards the end and like there's a lot of really yeah. interesting secrets and things to unlock but sometimes it's quite difficult to unlock them so you end up just like going yeah 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 through the same stories yeah. to try and get new stories but it's it's by this guy who like made it for fun and he's not a game developer and so hearing that story kind of made me like it a bit more because it's not like it's this really focused I've got to make this game and make loads of money out of it it was this like I'm bored I'm gonna make a game and then a publisher came along and we like we really like this and he was like oh okay sure and then yeah it became like super successful and guys just like great because I think he's just had a kid Oh, wow. So, you know, that's really nice that he's got all this money now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Definitely. Reigns is good. Play, play Reigns. And that is our podcast recommendation for this week. <laughs> yes. That, that, that will not be a returning feature. I just made that on the fly. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, I mean, I recommend everything I'm playing, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anything else? Um, I have been playing Overcooked. Not that recently, because it's local multiplayer and I have no friends. Yeah, that's... Um, <laughs> to explain for the listeners, that's like you work in like a restaurant and like each person has a different role or something? Yes. Um, yeah, you can play up to four players and I would recommend maybe three players is the best dynamic because you're not getting in each other's way, but you've also got enough yeah. people to do everything without getting too stressed. Uh, and yeah, like food orders come up and you have to get out an item, uh, you have to chop it and then you have to, uh, cook it and then you have to serve it and then you have to wash the plates when they're done. Oh, damn. So there's all these kind of like micromanagement task things going on and... You've oh, got okay. three people, kind of, the, the best way to do it is to just sort of shout at each other the whole time. Just be like, someone needs yeah. to chop this, someone needs to cook this, and someone will always go and do it before you run out of time. Um, and okay. it's just really nice in terms of, like, teamwork. It feels, yeah. like, really close and cohesive in that way. It's a very good mm. game. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm it's... about to play a couple of games. Oh, okay. Yeah. Give us, give us the ex- exclusive <laughs> Kate Gray hot take. Uh, I'm about to play Ace Attorney, the new one, Spirit of Justice. Spirits of Justice. Oh, cool. Yeah. The internet is exploding with yes. happiness about I that. I am going to love it, even if it's terrible. Like, my favourite <laughs> Ace Attorney game is one that people don't really like. Uh, so, you know, I have bad okay. taste. Bad taste in games, that's my thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's... I don't really know anything about it because I made a point of not looking anything up. Uh, yeah. It's kind of... It does that the Ace Attorney thing of being set in what is obviously Japan, but because it's localised, it's like, oh, what's this? A small village in America. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Though I think this one is set in another country. Okay. Which is Japan, but it's not. I don't really know. Yeah. Um, okay. And it's got like 
all my favourite recurring characters. It's got like Apollo Justice, who's my favourite ever. Ooh, that is controversial. Exactly. I've never played the games, but I know the majority <laughs> view is that the Apollo Justice games are the, not as good. That's my favourite one. I love it so much. Um, it's gimmicky as hell, and oh, the, there's this amazing case where you are at like a rock concert for fun, and then like a murder happens, and you're like, oh, of course a murder would happen when I'm just <laughs> yeah. hanging around having fun. Uh, but you have to like watch through this rock concert like again and again and like forward and backward yeah. and pause and be like ah look at this what's this going on here and then it sort of um culminates in this incredible case where you <laughs> it's kind of stupid you go back in time um, oh of course it's explained with like it's like a computer system that just happens to have everything on it and you, you're kind of flicking through the files or whatever uh, like, okay so a bit like they did in Professor Layton 3 but basically they were like it's not time oh minor spoilers for like a <laughs> six year old game it's like it's not a time machine we just dressed up like a computer or something yeah that's like the it. one where it like goes down in a lift but it pretends it's yeah. a time machine yeah Professor Layton games can be really stupid sometimes yeah the, like the first one I think we all gave it a pass when it's yeah. like they're all robots and, and like, then sure. I, I think I only, I only played two I think I only played one and two yeah. but some of the later ones are mental yeah there's one where it's like oh, there's a terrible monster terrorising our village. And you're like, I'm pretty sure there's not, like, a dinosaur, okay? And yeah. then it gets to the end, and it goes, it was a dinosaur all along. <laughs> and you're like, this isn't logical. This makes no sense. But the dinosaur's really cute, so it's fine. Um, oh, that makes, that makes up for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, in, in Apollo Justice, you go back in time to kind of solve this case that is related to a case like 10 years later or something yeah and just the twists in it are like oh mm. so good so good yeah yeah it's a great series i love mm. it <laughs> good good yes oh and i'm also gonna uh. play paper mario thousand year door uh which is my favorite game of all time if anyone follows me on twitter they will know that because i yep. never shut up about it uh, yep. I recently bought it off eBay for way more than it is uh, worth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I have no experience with the Paper Mario series mm. because, as my as many of my co-hosts and guests pointed out, because I'm so young and hip <laughs> and exciting, I was not around really during the GameCube era. So, oh, right. or at least well, not for Thousand Year. I'm a very young chicken. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I if, mean, I'm going to play does, on the Wii, so. That's fine. My first console was a PS1, to put that into perspective. Oh, right, okay. I mean, that's old enough. Oh. It's fine. <laughs> old enough. Yeah. Just, I never had Just a old PS1. enough that you take my opinion seriously. And... <laughs> yeah. I mean, people don't take my opinion seriously still uh, because of Yeah, my but age. then those people are idiots. They so. are. They are idiots. But, you know, okay, <laughs> that can't be helped. Anyway. Yes. And I also see that you've been up to something on Kickstarter. I sort of. have. I've only ever backed one thing on Kickstarter, and that was because it was my friend's project. But now I've backed okay. something else. Uh, Ooh. One of my friends in Sweden sort of said, hey, I know someone who's launched a Kickstarter today. You guys should check it out. And I checked it out, yeah. and they still had their early bird tier. Okay. Yeah, so it was like $10 yeah. for like access okay. to this game when it's done. And I was like, $10 is not that much of a risk to take on this game that sounds really nice. Uh, it's yeah. called Close Your, which is quite an awkward title because it feels, you know, incomplete. Um, yeah. But basically, it's... I think through your webcam, it can tell when you're blinking. Which oh, God. Is, yeah. 
Uh, That's terrifying. So you're presented with these series of vignettes of a life. It starts off, I guess, with you being like born and you growing up. And it's just like, I think, static scenes. I'm not really sure. It might be animated scenes. I'm not sure. Uh, And every time you blink, it goes to the next one. So your life is literally flashing before your eyes. Oh, uh, that's cool. And I think there's some element of story in there. Um, yeah. I mean, one of their stretch goals was to make it, instead of just one story, uh, more randomly generated. So you can have lots yeah. of different stories, which might be nice. Um, that's about all I know. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a, you, you, you can't, uh, can't say it's not a novel concept. It's, yeah. Uh, it's interesting. And, you know, like I said, yeah. $10 isn't that much of a gamble to take on a game. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas I got caught out paying $38 for a bit of plastic. I mean, I'm sure it's a very nice bit of plastic. I, I hope so. I hope so, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, okay, we have got a few bits of news that I will go through quite quickly because I want to focus more this week on our sort of discussion and we got a quite amusing community question that I want to focus more on because we've got Kate here because... It's nice to have a guest. So, obviously, I think one of the biggest bits of news, obviously, this week, uh, it was on Wednesday, the PlayStation 4 Pro was announced uh, at Sony's big, shiny event. <laughs> so this is kind of like their response to um, the Xbox One S and Project Scorpio. This is sort of a PlayStation 4.5, as it were. Mm-hmm. And I think the consensus is kind of like, meh. Yeah. People, People are kind of like, is this it? Like I know that sounds really spoiled, but I think we were expecting a bit more. One of the biggest surprises is that unlike the uh, Xbox One S, it won't have a 4K uh, player in it, which I think is possibly to keep costs down. It will, just to give you the details, it will launch on November the 10th for £350 or $400, and it's basically just more powerful. I won't bore you with the specific specs because it's a bit complicated to explain. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, like I think my sort of opinion is, is it's catering for a market that doesn't really exist at the moment. Yeah, I did wonder like, that. I, I watched the press conference and I yeah. found it incredibly boring. Uh, I know yes, that was, I, there are gamers out there who have 4K TVs and are going, "Why yeah. doesn't this exist yet?" Yeah, but I just don't think it's a priority, and I think. It's interesting, but maybe slightly disappointing to see that games console manufacturers are making that a priority when there's so much yeah. more that needs to be done first. Yes. Yeah. It's like this sort of high-end, like, I've got incredible surround sound speakers built into my living room and I own five TVs kind of person that is probably not that big a demographic, really. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for that interruption, listeners. We had a bit of a technical failure. I will do my utmost to fix that. But uh, obviously, as as you well know, we've had problems with it. We've had problems with that in the past. Um, but anyway, we were talking about the PlayStation Pro, Kate. Yes. But yeah, so yes. yeah, I think I think people are basically yeah. It's kind of a bit like, is this it? But um. Yeah. Yeah, and I think. I mean. It's not for me. I yeah. I currently have like a nineteen inch yeah. TV. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I I would the only way I would buy one is if my PS4 broke and I need a new one 
purely so I'd yeah. be like a bit more future proof. Oh no, if if my PS4 broke right now, I would get the old one because I assume it's going to be cheaper now. Yeah, I th- well, I've, yeah, they haven't officially said anything, but I think that's the belief that it will be cheaper. Hmm. But um yeah, I think it's yeah, a bit bit mu- bit muted on that. Now this yeah. next bit of news took the world by surprise because face of Nintendo Shigeru Miyamoto only went and appeared at Apple's iPhone launch event to announce Super Mario Run for iOS which is an endless runner game that will be coming to Apple and I think it will come to Android eventually around sort of December time it will have a free trial and then I think it's like a one-off payment so it's not like a horrible free-to-play game and yeah it's just an endless runner game that's set in the Mario universe it looks very pretty so. Does it? I haven't actually checked it out. I yeah. mean, I'm not excited about it. it. I'm not. Well, it basically just it's it, it's got the new Super Mario Brothers aesthetic to it, right? But yeah, and it's, okay. It's like I admire them for doing something a little different because, like, yeah. people always say, "Oh, Nintendo doesn't do anything new." And, well, yeah, which is what I I don't know if this is what I want them to do. But yeah, it doesn't really hurt, I guess. Yeah, I think like this is like a stepping stone for them doing things like, hey, let's put Link to the Past on phones and things. Like, if this is the step they need to do in between stuff like that, then I'm happy for them to do it. Okay. That's that's just. I don't think I'd want Link to the Past on. My okay, that's phone. an okay. That was a stupid. That was an oddly <laughs> specific example, but you know what I mean. Like. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of things would work good on mobile. I enjoy seeing. 3DS games or DS games come to a uh, tablet, yeah. like Ghost Trick and Ace Attorney, even if they don't look quite as nice. Yes. Uh, so there's there's room for that. Yeah, I, definitely. Yeah, I think so. I think definitely so. Um, yeah. Uh, unless you've got anything to anything else you want to say on that. Not really. Okay. So <laughs> our last bit of news. This does this is not real. It's not much interest to me because I'm not a fan of the series. But I thought I'd bring it up is that they're currently mods will not be supported for Fallout 4 on PlayStation 4. Bethesda have, be- uh, Bethesda have basically said yeah. Sony's kicking off a bit for fuss, so we can't do it. I sense Kate, you're not happy about this. No, not really. Um, the only thing that was going to bring me back to Fallout 4 is mods, and I've got it on PS4. Yeah. Uh, I assume they're still coming to Xbox One because I remember at the Xbox conference yeah. at E3 last year, that was one of their huge bits of news. Yeah. And so they can't really back out of that. I think it might be already, especially now, because I've got the whole Xbox Windows 10 crossplay stuff. Like, I think it, yeah. I think it's pretty much in now, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. Don't, don't quote I'm me on kinda that. I'm kind of disappointed. Fallout 4 was like... I really enjoyed it. I'd say it's a solid seven and a half out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just feel like they've kind of messed it up. The mods were meant to come out in April. Yeah. And they they didn't. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not not ideal. Not really. No. <laughs> okay. If you want to uh, read more into any of these things, listeners, as always, we will put links to uh, these articles in the release notes when the episode releases. I will say now, live on air, this episode will probably be a bit late because of our technical problems, but I hope I will do my hardest to get it out there. Anyway, moving on to our discussion topic for this week. Um, I did something a little bit different this week. Yes, that is the reason, not because I'd run out of ideas, where I asked you, the lovely listeners, what you'd like us to discuss, and a lot of you sent in um, 
uh, topics, and we thank you all for uh, thank you for them all. We were, I'm not going to do them all because obviously that'll be a bit wasteful. So this week I picked the question that was sent to us by listener Judge Greg, which is an interesting one. Uh, he says, "Here's a good question I've been saving for you: How can games effectively explore variety and diversity in characters and settings without seeming insincere and pandering?" Which I think is really interesting because. I think any time there's a character or a setting that deviates from the norm, games always go, look, look, they're different. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, well done, but that's not like that's not good. Like you shouldn't have to have a sign over their head saying, Oh look, they're they're homosexual or something, like don't don't make it the, the reason that they're there. Yeah. It's I would say that a really good example of this for me is Dragon Age Inquisition. So uh, Dragon Age Inquisition has uh, like lots of non-white characters. Yeah. It has uh, several gay characters. Uh, it has a transgender character. And the best part of that is when you bring it up, like your character is like, what's up with that? And everyone else is like, what? Yeah. What do you mean, what's up with that? Like, it's what? I don't understand. Mm. And I think that's a great way of doing it. Yes. And the the other thing I would say is it looks like you're pandering when it's like two or one character. Yeah. Because you're going, look, look what we've done. Whereas if you make it an actual representation of what the population is like, yeah. then it's not pandering. It's just like holding a mirror up to society. Like if you have loads of characters who aren't like straight, if you have loads of characters who aren't white, if you have... Just, like, a really mixed bag of stuff. Yeah. Like, when you're writing a character, you don't imagine them as, like, always just a white dude. Do no. You? So <laughs> you can, like, mix it up. Just be like, maybe this character should be a woman and keep yeah. the dialogue the same and then it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, like, that's been proven when you look at things like Mass Effect where, obviously, you can pick your gender yeah. and it makes no difference. Yeah, and everyone prefers the woman anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And the example I wanted to bring up... Um, is the Witcher, because obviously the Witcher generally, like, the whole thing of Geralt being quite an outcast and there's, like, lots of different races, like, it deals with... I think it deals with those subjects generally in a re- in an interesting and sort of mature and methodical way. But one of the bits mm-hmm. that stuck out to me is there's, um... During one of the... I can't, I'm hoping you remember this. During one of the segments that you play as uh, Siri, this is minor spoilers, um, so if you are currently playing The Witcher 3, just turn off for a couple of minutes... Um, but yeah, when you're playing as Siri, there's a bit where you recuperate in this village and you go into a sauna with loads of, um, with like the women of the town. Can you remember? Yeah. yeah. And there's a bit where like... I do remember that. I think in a previous bit, just as you're leaving, it's clear there's like a stable boy that quite fancies Siri. And there's a bit in the conversation mm-hmm. where like one of the women in the town is like, oh, did you notice that guy kind of fancies you? And like the three options, there are then three conversation options are like, oh, I didn't notice. He's quite nice. And something like, oh, actually, I prefer women. And as soon as I yeah. saw that third option, I was like, they've not, they've made, they've never hinted at that being a thing. And like, I was really interested to see where they went with it and whether they would go like, oh my god, I can't believe you do that. But then, just like in Dragon Age, if you pick that option, they literally just go like each to their own and move on, and it's never really brought yeah. up again. Yep, that's great. And I think oh, like that's and that's just like an extra bit of depth to those characters. To that character, yeah. and it doesn't make her any better or worse. <laughs> like, as what some people might say, oh, it ruined, it ruined her. What's like, no, like 
it gave you the choice. And it was yeah. if you wanted to explore that, then that's fine, and it might then change how you view them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember when I was playing Life is Strange. I literally Strange? was just about to bring up Life is Strange. Yeah, so yeah. I really, really like that game. And then you get to episode, like, I don't know, three, four? I think it might be four. Yeah. Um, and there's this bit where... Oh, possible I mean, spoilers, spoilers, yeah. It's a yeah. very story-driven game, so avoid spoilers. Yeah. So there's a bit where Chloe sort of tries to kiss you. Yeah. And uh, for me, it kind of not ruined the game, but sort of, I don't know, killed the the atmosphere a little bit for me because... To me, for the first, like, three and a half episodes, this game was about, uh, kind of about my experience as a teenager. Not the time rewinding stuff. <laughs> yeah, Kate, if you've managed but... to keep that quiet, I'm very impressed. Yeah. I mean, at its heart, Life is Strange isn't a game about sci-fi. It's no. a game about being a teenager and being like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. And it just happens to be told through the lens of sci-fi. Exactly. And it was about female friendship and, mm. like, struggling to kind of find a place in in a world where everyone's sort of like not saying how they feel yeah and then when this sort of kiss moment happened yeah and it was going like oh maybe it's not just a friendship and i was like why can't it just be a friendship like i don't think there's anything wrong with going maybe it's more than that yeah but then it it felt to me like the developers were going oh secretly we've been setting it up the whole time where it's this grand romance. And I was like, it can be a grand friendship and mean just mm. as much. And I felt bad that I didn't want that. Well, it's it's really yeah. it's really interesting you bring that up because I remember, I think, because I, I, played, I played the game through twice. Um, yeah. And the first time I did it, I think I said, I said yes to the kiss. And I think if you look at the stats, it's quite heavily tipped one way. But let's be honest, there's, prob- yeah. there's probably a, a, a small subset of gamers that are like, oh, oh, look, it's two girls kissing. I have to say yes to that. Yeah. But ignore... That's how I kind of felt. Like, it was being a bit voyeuristic. And <sighs> it went from being this game where it was, like, quite thoughtful to this game where it's like, girls kissing in a bedroom. And I was but, like, ah, no. I don't know, because, like, <laughs> I, know, I know what you mean, and you're not wrong. But having, like, played... I think if you see both outcomes, I... I personally got the impression that if you say no, Chloe is kind of, like, upset, and then a second later yeah. sort of puts her guard back up and it's like, oh, f- oh, yeah, of course, you'd never do that. Yeah. And, um... I mean... Yeah, sorry. Like, there, there are all these games that I kind of connect with on one level, and then it sort of... I, I mean, like, most games are about guys yeah. chasing something, whether it's, like, their girlfriend or their daughter. And I can't relate to that. Yeah. And I don't mind that. I Like, not everything should be made for me. Yeah. But then when I come across a game that's about, like, a teenage girl... Yeah. I... <sighs> it's... I know, it's difficult. There's two points I want to make. One, I want to do the terribly horrible thing of pimp my own stuff because you talked about whether or not it was a grand romance i listeners if you haven't read this i wrote a big piece where i was eh, analyzing loads of different aspects of life is strange and one of that was looking at what is max and chloe just a very close friendship or is it trying to say they're actually lovers and i went through and i sort of went a bit sherlock holmesy and tried to look at all the evidence and say look at dialogue what's said and how they react so if if this interests you then i will put a link to that but, um, yeah, I know what you mean, because I was quite late to the party with Life is Strange, because I was like, mm-hmm. it's set in a, like it's set in an American school, you're, playing as, a, you're yeah. playing as a female character, this shouldn't really, like, connect with me. 
Like I don't, I don't have that. I don't have a situ. I don't have similar situations. I thought to reflect upon, and yet this was a game that got me in tears multiple times. So like, yeah. it's clearly connecting me some with me somewhere if it's managed to do that. And I think, yeah, it's. Pl- I think yeah, I think all we can say is play the game. Like, I think the universal consensus is episode one is a bit of a slog, and you yeah. can tell they're finding their feet, but. You still have to play it. Like you can't say, "I'll oh, just play episode two onwards." Because no, just don't. And like, it's really, che- it's yeah. really cheap now. <laughs> I think episode one. Is, I mean, I think episode one's free actually. It might even be yeah, because yeah. it, it recently they announced something and then something went free. Yeah. yeah. But like, uh, just as another sort of side point Ooh. in answer to that question, um, I think a. Uh, a very important way of exploring variety and diversity in characters in games is like I'm saying now, I want to play a story about me. The only way I'm going to play a story about me is if I write a story about me. Yeah. And obviously that's what I'm kind of working towards at the moment trying to figure out how to make games. Yeah. But if you don't see yourself in games and you want to Yeah. Try telling your own story and that will encourage other people to tell their stories, yeah. and it will encourage diversity in that way, which I think is like super important and very difficult to do. Yeah. So it's fu- yeah. it's funny actually. I'm actually I'm almost in the entirely opposite camp to you on that because yeah. um, just I think because of my situation. Obviously, listeners will know this, but Kate won't know this unless she's managed to stalk this podcast or my profile. That obviously <laughs> I'm I'm someone who uses a wheelchair, and that's a limitation. So I quite often. I use characters like Nathan Drake to say, well, here's all the things I can't do. And I wouldn't want to particularly play a game where I'm stuck with limitations that I have in the real world, in a virtual world. Like, Because I think video yeah. games, I've said this many times, in moderation, it's perfectly fine to use them as an escapism of sort and say, I, I yeah. want to be the guy leaping off buildings that gets the girl and, <laughs> and all that. <laughs> yeah. I think that like there's an interesting kind of... It's it's not necessarily that I'm I'm trying to go here are my struggles you should play them yeah because I've I've done things like that and that's one way of exploring yourself but at the same time like I don't know there's I wouldn't make a game about for example experiencing sexism because like that's just yeah. me wallowing in like the bad stuff yeah uh, I think those kind of games are important but for me that's not what I want to make I want to make a game where I'm kind of going, you're not alone yes. to other people. Yes. <laughs> like, I think that's important. Um, with some kind of positive message to it, mm. you know? That's what I'd like to make. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think that's perfectly fine. Like, yeah, I think... I know. I agree with you that the sort of... The sort of ones where they don't necessarily resolve everything and make everything happy have their place, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so we wandered slightly <laughs> off topic from Craig's original question. But yeah, basically, when it comes to diversity, don't rub it in our faces, but keep doing it. It's what it's what gaming needs to be taken a bit more seriously as a, as a medium. Yes. But anyway, we'll now move on to our community question for this week, which petrified me because I thought, well, this is we've got a guest. We should be quite sensible, and and, 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 and like we're going to keep things above the board, and everyone's happy. And then, oh, thanks, Corey, of the One Track Gamers. You had to go and send this. 
But thankfully, <laughs> obviously, Kate knows what this question is. But thankfully, yes. Kate is the sort of person that uh, this sort of thing doesn't bother her. And if you ever listen, <laughs> and that is an understatement. If you ever listen to her podcast, which we get this question like every week. Yeah. We- <laughs> No, you get weirder ones of, like, which Mario characters would be your stepfather, which is even worse. That is true, yeah. But, um, <laughs> God. And the, well, yeah, which Smash Brothers character, and we all, yeah. Didn't you say, I think it was Donkey Kong was your choice, wasn't it? He wears a tie. He's the best stepfather. Yeah, but he, he, he seems really, like, he'd be really abusive. They probably all would be. They really enjoy punching. Olimar, he's not going to be abusive. <laughs> He throws his little children. <laughs> well, no, well, no, they're not his children. He's just, oh, God, they're his slaves. Gee, that's even worse. Exactly. Yeah, anyway, yes. we can have that discussion another time, but um, we'll read your email out, Corey. He says, hey, Nick. I think he's just worked out another nickname for me. He goes, Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. Sup, Dapper, who's not here today, sadly. <laughs> My question is, uh, in Overwatch, who would you want to bang, marry, and kill? Yes, Nick, you have to answer, because you know I'm, I'm notoriously skittish about this. He says, I would bang Widowmaker, marry Mercy, and kill Reaper. Answer the goddamn question, Nick. L- heart. Much love. Corey. Uh, now, Kate, I don't know if you want to go first. I assume you're going to be vaguely aware of Overwatch. Yeah, I mean, I said earlier I haven't played it. Oh, sorry. Uh, didn't. sorry. That might have been when you turned into a robot. I apologise. Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> um, so... I, I vaguely know some of the characters. I've watched a lot of yeah. people play Overwatch. Uh, and I looked them up uh, just now. Yeah. I've basically chosen them based on vague things I know about them and also what they look like. That's exactly is... what I've done and why I feel horrible. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Uh, it's Shag, Mary Kill. Right? Yeah, it okay. is. Yes, okay. Good, good, good. Uh, so, I, I guess I'll start with Shag. Um McCree, is that how you say it? I think so. He's like an Australian dude. This is two people who know nothing about Overwatch. Yeah, he's he's got a nice sort of cowboy aesthetic yeah. going on, and I guess that's kind of sexy. He's, I, I sense him sure. in a similar camp to like Iron Ball from Dragon Age. Well, there you go. That <laughs> sort of confirms my choice. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I was going to marry Zarya. Zarya? Zarya? I don't know. <laughs> With with the pink hair, the massive okay, like yeah. buff lady. Yeah. She seems really nice. I think she would be a very good wife. Yes. Um she could pick me up, <laughs> toss me over her shoulder, you know, all the wife things. That's, I don't know. Is that your is that your image of the archetypal wife? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I've never had a wife, I don't know. Um <laughs> and I would kill I'm really sorry about this. Tracer. Okay. She's really annoying. That's fine. No, <laughs> she is annoying. I just the re- well, I'll get to my choice in a second. But I, I can understand that. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, I like I said, I did the worst thing because not only am I doing it on appearance, it's probably a hundred times worse for me because I'm a guy, and a lot of their female <laughs> characters are like, it's like it's like playing Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball. But okay, um, yeah. that game, that game, <laughs> I've never played it. Just to be clear. But I am aware of okay. it. Anyway, okay. um, I would shag, shag Widowmaker because she looks nice. I'd probably take her out to dinner first. She's the one with like the really low cut, uh, whatever, right? No, or like the really tight. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Cool. Yeah, I strangely <laughs> would marry Tracer because. Oh dear! Too late. I've killed her. Not fine. <laughs> you can kill her as we've been pronounced man and wife. Because oh. then I get all her money. <laughs> She has money? I, I assume so. 
But um, okay. no, my reason behind it is basically just she seems pleasant. We're both very English. I sense we'd get along. And given the amount of okay. controversy she attracts, I'd love to just walk around the streets with like, this is my wife. She annoys half the internet simultaneously. Yay. Yay. <laughs> just for looking vaguely sexy, which apparently you're not allowed to do. Aww. Yeah, that... I just hate her accent. Yeah, but of, well, admittedly, I just, uh, I was about to say something that would come across very terrible, so I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, and I would ki- I would kill Winston. Um, now this Aww. this is not for any this this was this was my get out clause because I knew I sound like a, a creep on the last two. I'd come up with a really silly reason why I picked Winston. So basically, in the Overwatch universe, we they've got to the point where they've weaponized animals because from what I've seen, Winston is like a gorilla in a suit. So I'm going to assume okay. that in the Overwatch universe there are still schools, and somewhere there's going to be a school that teaches the history of warfare, like I studied. And I don't want to be in a universe where children have to be subjected to asking questions such as, would Napoleon's 1812 invasion of Russia have succeeded if he'd had a battalion of weaponized bears? I will not live in that world, so I'm killing Winston. Okay. I mean, it's interesting you should say that. When I was working at GameSpot, we uh, pitched an idea to Warhammer, which was, what if Napoleon had orcs? Oh, God. So, yeah. I think that does exist now. Oh, that actual God. video exists. I've, I've, yeah? It was bad enough, I think, they put Napoleon in unity. Oh, he was sweet. No. There's a, oh, there was... The one thing that annoys me with... Sorry, to jump back to Assassin's Creed is, there, is they always seem to be a bit of a wink and a nod at things. And, like, one of, yeah. one of the lines when Napoleon speaks is like, I'm in the artillery unit for now. And oh, it's like, yes, it? we know. Oh. But, yeah. <laughs> That game, and, and in all the side missions, you basically let her, his husband have an, her, uh, sorry, his wife have an affair, I think. I'm sure she did. Oh. They're very busy people. Well, they, well, he was. She, I don't know what she did. She probably just like mixed with everyone in all the salons, being like, "Oh yes, I'm smart," and they were like, "Goodness." <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how French revolutionary society worked. Any French revolutionary <laughs> listeners, please email in <laughs> somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Via carrier pigeon. <laughs> yeah. That's probably Why some seventeenth century sorry, seventeen hundreds carrier pigeons around. Yeah. Um sure. Yeah. <laughs> that I think just about wraps up this week's episode. Um it's obviously been a bit of a disjointed episode. No dapper. Uh, we got Kate. <laughs> Kate's great. Yeah. But yeah. Because, yeah, for just background, um Kate doesn't well, Kate partially knows this. I had been thinking about getting her on the show for ages. But I have a really funny thing with people I follow on Twitter and like and stuff that I kind of forget that they are like I don't mean this the bad way they're just normal people. So like if you say yeah. he- if you say hello to them they will say hello back. But I have a really not I, always. I have I know you know what I mean. But it's like I, so it's like I dropped you an email and you were like yes and I was like oh I thought you'd shut me down and be like hell no. Oh. But um. <laughs> But Kate, this is your time. What would you like to promote? Have you got any work out that you want to promote? Any projects you're doing? Obviously, we've alluded to your podcast, so this is your time. Okay, right. Uh, projects, projects, projects. Uh, I'm doing a lot of writing. Uh, I've got a piece up on Kotaku this week, which is about Geralt and Nathan Drake yes. and why I love them uh, because of their flaws. Yes, Ooh. I will find that now so I can put it in the because I've read it. Yay. I did my research. I looked for it beforehand. It's really good. It also, Thank you. It also, and it also made me. It also made me think that you. I went back and I found 
that like live tweeting you did of you playing Uncharted th- Uncharted Four, but you yes. called what did you call Nathan Drake? You gave him a stupid name. I called him No Thank Drank. Oh god. Yeah. I, I kind of wanted people to think I didn't know what I was talking yeah. about because uh, I'd never played Uncharted. Yeah. So I was like, oh, what's all this then? Why am I climbing on buildings? This is just a shit Tomb Raider. Uh, but then I got really into it yeah. and it just became like a running joke yeah. that people seem to like. Yeah, I went back over it and it's like, oh, look at No Thanks Taps. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, um, sorry, I interrupted you. I've written a lot of things for Vice recently that I'm quite proud of. So if you guys want to check that out, that would be nice. That's more things for me to find. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. No, it's um, fine. I should have done this beforehand, to be fair. <laughs> uh, obviously, my podcast, which is at Taku underscore podcast. Oh, yes. Shit, on... I forgot that. <laughs> yeah, because it turns out that um, when we called it Taku, we just thought it was a key word. Uh, and it turns out Taku is like a style of anime, Ooh. I think. Yeah, isn't it about robots? <laughs> Yeah, like big robots that fight each other. And we were like, oh, well, yeah. we're not going to be talking about that. Yeah, without ruining but... it for people that want to listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, there aren't any robots and there's a lot of stuff in between. Oh. As in, yes. yeah, just, yeah. Don't listen to <laughs> yeah. it out loud or with other people because A, it will make yes. you laugh like a drain. But also <laughs> it might make you go, I think I'm going to sit in the shower like that scene in Casino Royale and come to terms yeah. with what I've just heard. I mean, there's like a lot of explicit content. Yes. Not in like a disgusting no. way, just in like a silly way. Yeah, like I think you, it's one of those podcasts, I think you do have to have a certain sense of humour, but like you don't say anything horrible, and I will say your period special is actually really interesting. Yay! We had a lot of people, like, including older women, yeah. kind of contact us and say like, this actually really helped. And we were like, oh, we're so proud yeah. right now. But I, I think I think you brought up at the podcast at the time, I was one of those people that was like, I really should like send in a question or say something, but I don't know what to say because it'll come across strange. So I just retreated back into my hole. I didn't say anything. Yeah, I kind of wish we'd been like uh, allowing anonymous questions because I think we would have got more. Yeah, I, th- um, I think so. It's, it's a scary thing to ask about. Like, yeah. I wouldn't have done it even like two years ago. It would have been like, no, I don't know yeah. what I'm talking about. So yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, maybe we should do another one. Yeah, yeah, you should. And then, yeah, just Yay. just to just to throw people off, it starts off with that sort of period. Then it goes into like Jane Eyre period sort of thing. So yeah. you start just doing that sort of period, which I think loads of people my jokes for. Yes. But yeah, so um, yeah, it's you and Holly Nielsen, who's great, but she didn't want to come on the podcast. <laughs> No, I'm, well, I'm oh, kidding. Okay. I didn't even. Oh god, I'm going to get shit from her. Now. I didn't ask her. That was just a okay, joke. Right. <laughs> it's fine. Oh no, Holly's nice. Yes. She's fine. She's in Crete at the moment. Yes, she's um, sporadically replying to my messages. <laughs> if you're listening to this, Holly, reply to my messages that I sent a week ago because this won't come out immediately. No, it will. I, it normally comes out on Sunday, but. Uh, it probably yeah. won't. Oh, she's great. Yeah, she's great. Like we at the moment, we're sending each other messages. Like, can you like my selfie on Instagram? Because I feel like no one likes it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like so embarrassing. No, I'll just um, I'll send her a link to this podcast with just no explanation. Because yeah. like, she, there's an outside chance she'll know who I am because I email into your podcast or tweet into your podcast. But she'll probably be like, "Who the hell yeah. is this?" I really wish more people would tweet into our podcast. Oh, so I do. If you're listening, yeah. do that. Yeah, do do that. They always <laughs> they give good notice of when they have to. Of when they're having an episode. No, we do not. Actually, that is that is quite. <laughs> fair. It's normally because you record at like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, exactly. And we're like, oh god, we haven't asked for questions. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, slight tangent there. Remember, if you want to find the podcast on Twitter, you can follow us at GWBpod on Twitter. You can email us at gwbpodcast at gmail.com. We have our own Discord where you can come and party with us and talk about random things, and it's got loads of memes in it and things. Uh, we're also on Snapchat <laughs> as well as gwbteam35. You can find me personally on Twitter at, at another GMG blog. You can find my blog at nickpjenkins25.wordpress.com. You can find me on PSN as mustful underscore fate 497. You can find the sadly absent Dapper. Just Google Dapper paper bag. You'll find her on YouTube and Twitter and things. Um, Kate, you didn't actually say, where can people find you on Twitter? I didn't say, did yeah. I? I am at How Not To Draw. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> and yeah, yeah she's memorable. Yeah, you can also find her uh, also at Toku underscore podcast. Sometimes, when I remember yes. to use it. <laughs> yeah, just get her, get her on a normal account if you want to talk to her. <laughs> oh, God, that's probably going to slight an onslaught of people now. Oh, it's fine. But yeah, um, I think that just about wraps up this week. I just want to say thank you again for, to Kate for coming on, because I've tried to hold it together, but... You are one of my gaming heroes, and I Aww. can't believe I've got you on this Pokemon podcast. Oh, that's so cute! Oh, well, well, thank, <laughs> thank you. you. <laughs> Literally, yeah, that's that's gonna. I'm gonna get shit for that as well, but I don't care because <laughs> top quality. Like, this is why I, this is a massive callback that I just remembered that um, I wrote you an iTunes review for Taku Podcast, and oh, I was like, did you? Yes. And I, and I was like, um, oh, when the O&M podcast ended, three podcasts came out. Toku Podcast with you, the rotating platform with um, Matthew Castle, and oh, that dark hole of the internet chat very good with uh, Joe Scrabbles. <laughs> no, and I was like, of the three, Toku's the best. because Oh, it is, yeah. that's true. <laughs> oh, God, I'm not going to get oh, shit from so. chat very good as well. <laughs> Oh, you'll always get shit from them. Oh, to be fair, like I don't, this isn't going to say anything, but that is the one podcast that I think it'd be so fun to get onto because they just chat shit. <laughs> they do. Very good. Well, I was going to say chat shit very good. <laughs> I'm just going to tweet them that. Oh, dear. But yeah, sorry. That's a <laughs> random tangent. This has been a lovely episode. Thank you, listeners. I will try and get this up and out as soon as possible. We will see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>